the 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 hook is something that like people can feel and everybody want to like sing together type of thing you know like mm-hmm. like seen so much and we've been through hell like yeah it's just you know you feel that shit yeah so that was my objective with it was just to have it be like a feel-good song and and not necessarily just for raza you know obviously i'm mexican-american so like that's my go-to mm-hmm. but i feel like anybody who comes for like the similar communities will relate to that shit regardless 100 you know, you know yeah. a lot of immigrants yeah not even just from mexico from everywhere you know exactly. kind of going through similar experiences yeah. all, all, all latins you know yeah that was doughboy tony talking about his most recent single in these times featuring frosty a song that i am a very very big fan of hope you guys go check it out i'll probably drop the song link in the bio below a reminder, you are tuned into another episode of the My Mike and I podcast. I am Noah Alvarez. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 154, and we have a good show planned out for you guys today. But before we get into all that, I did want to remind you guys to like, subscribe, follow the podcast on whatever platform you are listening on. would greatly appreciate it, too, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and could leave a rating and review. It helps new listeners get a gauge on what this show is going to be all about. So if you really like to interview, if you just really like my voice, intro music, whatever, be as specific or as broad as you can in those um, in those rating and reviews, I'd greatly appreciate that in advance. Also, I wanted to remind you guys to check out True 100 Radio, spelled T-R-U, the number one, 100radio.com for all local podcast needs to Orange County. We have shows like You're Doing Find Me, huh? We have shows like Stupid Geniuses, Morning Routine, Double Down Sports, A Sip of Crime, A Front Row Seat, all kinds of podcasts up on that platform. Be sure to check it out at TRU, the number one, 100radio.com. And those are only some of the podcasts, too. There's plenty more of podcasts up on that platform. We also have some blogs and articles up for you on the website as well. So just be sure to check it out at TRU, the number one, 100radio.com. Don't forget to follow and check out those pages too on Twitter or on Instagram. Just search up True100Radio on both those platforms. And while you're at it, follow the My Mike and I Instagram page at My Period Mike and Period I. One more time, that's at My Period Mike and Period I. I like to have fun promoting audio and visual snippets. Um, post some pictures if I have a um, like a if I get to interview the artist in person. I'll be able to, you know, take a picture with them afterwards and kind of post that that up on there as well. And I also have, uh, like I said, fun too. Sometimes, like recently, I was on the Rodriguez show over at Hits 101 Radio, and you know they sent me some snippets. So you can check out that interview as well on the Rodriguez's show platform. They interviewed me, basically asking me questions about my mic and I, how I got started some of my interest and stuff like that. So it's a pretty cool interview. And like I said, you can see all that too on the My Mike and I Instagram page. And there's links to redirect you there. On Twitter, um, not so much on My Mike and I Twitter page, but you can follow me on my personal, at underscore Noah Alvarez. I do promote the podcast a lot on there, but I also have a lot of sports takes, music takes. Just like to look at funny memes, honestly. Twitter's a lot less serious, so don't take anything I put on Twitter to heart. Now... Let's go ahead and get into do the introductions for this week's show. Can I get a drum roll, please? This week's guest is none other than Doughboy Tony. And Doughboy Tony is one of my favorite artists here from the Orange County. And he hops on again. We had him on, I want to say last July. It was right after, it was right after Juneteenth. So 
I know it was either late June or early July last year, and obviously we're trying to catch up on what we missed and what he's been up to since then. We also talk about the Bang for Change documentary too by Farron Kid. That's an episode that you might want to go back and check in reference to because I had Farron Kid about two months ago. He talks about the documentary more in depth, but we talk about our reactions to it. Also some stuff that he has going on performances wise, how his life has changed as COVID slows up and plenty more. So hope you enjoy the conversation with Doughboy Tony and myself. So a lot has changed, I think, Phil, since the first time we did this last yeah. summer, right? Was it last summer? Yeah. Okay. Like July, maybe August. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. Biggest thing, I think, for me at least, one most memorable change was the the screening of the, I'm trying to blank on it, the Bank for Change oh, documentary, yeah. The Farron Kid. And I know you're, you've seen it a few times, right, the different yeah. screenings and stuff. But um, overall, what were some of your takeaways from after watching that documentary? Um, I think the for me overall the biggest takeaway was probably how important it is to um, just kind of follow your heart and go with your gut. Mm. You know, it's like a Farron just out the blue said, "Fuck it, I'm I'm out there." You know, yeah. Like when in the midst of everything, like everything was so fresh, mm-hmm. and now look what it's created. You know, it's creating a whole bigger movement for him. Mm. So that's like the biggest takeaway in terms of like um, the way like the the way things played out. But obviously, you know, the whole, um, everything that sadly happened, mm-hmm. I think the biggest takeaway is also seeing how, how powerful community is. Right. Like, um, you know, uh, he's doing bigger things now. He's on his, I think he's on his way to yeah, Minneapolis, Minneapolis at the end of this month. Yeah. And it's like, man, you know, like you can just see how much power we have when we all come together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Power of social media too, you know? Yeah. Cause I didn't really know Farron Kid before. Like COVID and everything before George Floyd. Okay. And just so quickly within a year, you know, you start seeing him on social media. He starts speaking at different events that I'm at. And then next thing you know, one thing after another and boom, now he's here, you know. But yeah. it's cool to see somebody from the community. I know something that you've worked with a lot too. Yeah. To do what he's doing and kind of put on for the community like this, you know. Yeah, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Like I said, when I when I first met him, mm-hmm. I already knew like this man is he's on to bigger things, you yeah. know, because. He's always just speaks, he speaks so confident. He's always got a dope vision. And it's like, you already knew whatever he was set to do, he's going to do it. So, mm-hmm. and now to see him, it's like, I'm, I'm happy for him, man. I'm proud. Yeah. yeah. It's dope. So I believe last time it was either right before or right after you dropped your EP, The Perspectives, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. I think it was before. Before? I okay. So. so how, I guess, what were your expectations for that project and how did they live up to them? Um, I kind of expected a lot more. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but um, I feel like it's still doing well. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the objective was for me to put these stories from my life mm-hmm. to try and relate them to everybody. And so far, I feel like it's done a good job because I get at least I've gotten at least like messages for at least every song mm. where it's like, dang, like it's almost like you spoke about me and this shit, yeah. you know. So um, off the EP, the biggest song was Fighting Demons. Yeah, and I think it's just because it's more like the. <clears throat> It's some more like a, a banging beat, and it's like it's more relatable to everybody, you know. Mm-hmm. The other ones were more, um, how can I say it, like more personal. Mm. So it's like it was more spot on for me than it was, it would be for a lot of other people, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, overall, I think it it did well. Mm. It, it did um, it did well, but I did expect more. I don't know if it's maybe um, like the way I'm trying to market it or promote it. Yeah, that's kind of you know where I'm fucking up, but. Other than that, it did well. Yeah. yeah. 
those are tricky you know you got to like really tinker with it yeah i feel like there's no solid set formula for everybody exactly so you kind of just kind of toy around with different strategies you know yeah and then the thing is too is like i feel me personally now that i've grown more from that mm-hmm it's like I feel like EPs or albums is not really the way to go right now. Mm, like, okay. at least for me, personally, you know, it's not working for me. Because it's like, people aren't listening to the whole thing. Yeah. It's like, they'll hear one song they like, and they'll be playing that shit, and they'll, like, listen to other ones, kind of skip through them or whatever the fuck. Yeah. And it's like, nah, man, you know? Yeah. And it's like, even the way I order the EP, the songs, it's like, it's kind of like a meaning to it. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely tough right now, especially, like, in the... The more like casual hip hop fan, yeah, you know they're not really listening to the projects like they used to be, and that's why all the projects now are shorter. Yeah, I feel like at every yeah, like level, exactly. you know, there's very like you know the obviously like the top artists like J Cole, Kendrick, yeah. and those guys they could you know do whatever and people will listen all the yeah. way through, but it's kind of just like it's really that's it for most people and everyone else is just looking for singles. Even even Cole's newest album, yeah, I seen some tracks like. <clears throat> under two minutes and mm-hmm. I'm like what the fuck yeah and like Cole would never yeah, make a song before that like that's not like what we're like that's not what hip hop's known for you know right but it's like you gotta adapt yeah in a way he adapted but at the same time he he kept that shit like mm-hmm. hip hop exactly know, so. he still kept it himself too yeah, you know exactly cause I like how he dabbles around a little bit like he, he uses some auto tune here or he go like a yeah. little trap style there and but he still like brings it back to like what his style is you yeah. know yeah yeah no doubt the album was dope though I fucked with it yeah the off season yeah, yeah that was dope yeah and I think it's crazy how like the whole like the marketing around it because you know didn't t- drop anything and then I think cause he's not really like an active social media person yeah and so like for a while he was in the dark then he like tweets something and then he tweets another thing about the promotion for the song yeah. and then he like drops a video for a song and then like we know that the week that the album comes out, he's also going to play in his first basketball game. Yeah. I'm just like, bro, like, what? Like, he just did all this all at once, you know? Yeah. Out of the blue. Yeah, he's seen that. He's playing basketball in uh, somewhere overseas, right? Yeah. yeah. And um, they didn't say what country. They just said it was, like, African Basketball League. Oh, okay. Yeah. but okay. Yeah, that's why I heard African Basketball League. Yeah. But that's pretty tight. I mean, like, not a lot of people could do that. No, yeah. You know? And I know he's been in, like, those NBA celebrity games before. Yeah. And he'll ball out in those. Yeah. So... Yeah, he could ball. Yeah. yeah he could. So it'll be interesting to see his little journey with that and then how much that, I don't know, even like takes away. I mean, obviously, he's like one of those people who spaces out his projects a lot, you know? Yeah. 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 I'm still waiting on that Kendrick. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? That's what I'm waiting for, man. Yeah. I know like TDE very, around the same time, they dropped that little teaser video where it was like the loading. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that. It was like loading and it said 100% complete. Yeah. So I know some of these projects coming. Some of these. It might be Isaiah Rashad because he had that single that came out, but yeah, we'll see. <laughs> He's dope too, man, Rashad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping that like the whole like TDE, Dreamville, like those cats, they start to go up more, you know, because mm-hmm. they're on some hip hop shit. Mm-hmm. Like that's like real. You could tell they're passionate about their craft, you know, and like they put all the effort that they can into it so it's like right they deserve that spotlight hell yeah yeah it's definitely like um <clears throat> i feel like both those labels are doing a good job of getting like like authentic artists you know what i mean not a lot of copycat yeah, artists no and the, like you said the hip-hop people on their labels like fucking go hard like i really like earth gang lately too earth like, gang yeah they're on dreamville i haven't heard of no no they're from atlanta but they got a weird sound to them man really yeah a lot of experimental sounds and stuff <clears throat> Kind of reminds me of like a, I guess like people have said like a modern day outcast. Outcast. Like in the beginning, okay. when they first came up. So <coughs> check them out, you know. Yeah, I'll definitely check them out. Yeah. Cause outcast is dope. So <laughs> <laughs> if they're reminding them of outcast, it's like 
Yeah. That's a huge comparison. Right? Yeah. So going back to your music, I know you had a single in these times that was your most recent drop, correct? Yeah. How did the idea come <clears throat> out for that one? Um, It was more so like, almost like a cultura part two type of thing. Mm-hmm. But I kept it more modern. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to talk more about um, what's really going on right now, even though it's been going on and it's going to continue to go on, you know? Yeah. But, and then I also wanted to talk about how, like our flaws, mm. you know, as, as a community. Mm. So not so much of like, playing a victim or like like pulling the victim card yeah but also like acknowledging that we fuck up too mm-hmm. you know so i felt like it was an important song because because of that you know i a lot of people like to talk shit and say like even our own raza you know they'll be yeah. like oh like don't pull the victim card and it's, it's not a victim card you know it's more like uh just accepting reality but we also had to accept reality that like there's a lot of things that we do within our own community that are destroying us too, mm-hmm. you know? So I felt like it was important to make that song and I kept it, I wanted Frosty to keep it positive on the hook mm-hmm. and, you know, she did a good job with that. She really killed that shit. Yeah, Shout out did. to Frosty. And um, so it's like the, the the hook is something that like people can feel and everybody will want to like sing together type of thing, you know? Like, mm-hmm. like you know, seen so much and we've been through hell. Like, yeah. it's just, you know, you feel that shit. Yeah. So that was my objective with it was just to have it be like a feel-good song and and not necessarily just for Raza, you know? Obviously, I'm Mexican-American, so, like, that's my go-to. Mm-hmm. But I feel like anybody who comes for, like, the similar communities would relate to that shit regardless. 100%. You know, you know yeah. a lot of immigrants, yeah. not even just from Mexico, from everywhere, you know, exactly. kind of going through similar experiences. Yeah. All, all, all Latins, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> that's crazy. I, my, the first time I heard that song, it really, you know how we all listen to music for a feeling? Yeah. You know? That song probably gave me, like, a top five feeling, like, out of any ever song that I listened to. Oh, shit. Because it really feels like an anthem song, you know? Yeah. And I think, like you said, with the Frosty and the Hook, um, even the part where it's like, you know, uh, shit, where's the shit pops off with the uh, cops? Yeah. Look out for the yeah. cops because it won't end well. Yeah. Yeah. Leaning on each other because the people will prevail. I don't know. It, just the Hook... <clears throat> And what you sang in the cor- the each verse, it just like resonated. Yeah. I think like you said, you made it for the people of the community. Yeah. And it just resonated so well. Man, I just I don't know. I just wanna thank <laughs> you again for making that no, song. Yeah, but no dude, doubt, that was like no that was like a game changer, you know? Yeah, hell yeah. That's that's what a lot of people hit me up about and they're like, Hey bro, like that sounds like some radio shit. Yeah. You know, and it's like, well you know, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully, because it's like it, even then that's not really like what I'm headed for. To mm-hmm. me it's like what you just told me like that's what I love to hear you know from people from my community it's like they fuck with that shit yeah. and they appreciate that shit that's the ultimate goal to me you 100% know? yeah so you know it's it's just it makes me happy to know that like what I'm headed for like the goals that I'm trying to uh, accomplish mm-hmm. like they're being accomplished or um, little things that I set myself out for like is being appreciated you know yeah yeah 100% I can, I can see you too like performing that song especially like somewhere in Santa Ana or just like a local spot you know yeah and that just like you know popping off and everyone kind of like hearing that feeling the lyrics and everything oh no yeah we did at at Proof Bar yeah yeah it was um man when was the show it was sometime in I want to say March Uh uh-huh I don't know if it was March or in April but um yeah I hit her up because they hit me up to do the show and I hit her up to do the hook with me and um yeah that shit went crazy damn okay yeah like everybody had like their hands up and shit you know it was just one of those like 
like feel good I guess songs to them at the time so mm-hmm. so now I'm, I'm always trying to incorporate that in my lineups now just close it out with that yeah I did the I did this song at uh, the day of unity as well okay and um Frosty couldn't make it but mm. still like people were fucking with that shit so heavy 100% I recently got hit up by like two people they were like they didn't even they didn't even ask me to come like do a set they're like hey is there any way we can get you and frosty to come out here and like perform in these times and yeah this and that i'm like what the fuck that's just crazy yeah like, damn that's tight like, yeah from out of the area yeah from out the area okay and then uh, the one the most recent one was from santa Ana. they do the friday night munchies i don't know if you heard of that mm-hmm. yeah. yeah well daniel the guy who like kind of like runs that he hit me up mm-hmm. he's like hey I, like i want to get you and frosty uh because they're bringing friday night munchies back i guess it had been done because of covid or whatever Mm-hmm. And they're bringing it back, and he's like, "Oh, for the first one, I want you and Frosty to come out and perform in these times and this and that." I was like, "Hell yeah, dude, we're there. that's what's up." Yeah, so I know that that song, you know, is is gonna catch a buzz bigger than what it already is, you know. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That's good for you, man. Thank you. Yeah, I think another thing too, I'll say with that song is just like you said <clears throat> too. We didn't play the victim role. I think it was the third verse where you kind of. I don't know if it's third or second, but the one where you mentioned the line about like you won't stick your neck out unless it's covered up in jewelry. Yeah, There's more to life than spending money stupidly. Yeah, and it's just kind of like yeah, like it was. Um, it talks about the harm that we do to our own community, right? And the fact that we can't like we're not unified. Yeah. And <clears throat> you know, I think it's real because like sometimes you got to call people not like call people out, but just acknowledge that and yeah. You know, I think people at the end of the day do want better for the community. They do yeah. want better for themselves, their friends, their homies, their family. But it's just about like learning how to do it. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like with that, so like what you said, like the, like you won't stick your neck out and it's just covered up in jewelry. It's like you won't put your own neck on the line for for somebody else in the community. You know? Mm-hmm. Like you see some shit going on that's foul, and you probably just stay quiet. But it's like when you got all this shit, you want to flaunt it. You want to be out there, and it's like, yeah. man, like you know, you should be. You should be down with your community whether you got it or you don't got it. Right. Because that's, that's just what counts and what matters. Yeah. yeah. And we saw last year in 2020, obviously, like, a lot of stuff shut down and there was, like, a lot of different protests and stuff. But yep. I feel like it spoke volumes. You know, I get, you know, people didn't want to go out for certain reasons, so I don't want to, like, hold them accountable for that either. But yeah. there was a lot of artists, a lot of just local members of the community, whether store owners or... Yeah, you know, people like Farron Kid and, and their own like small businesses and stuff. Mm-hmm. Just kind of even Jonathan Hernandez, you know, <clears throat> council person. Yeah. Being like in the involved in these protests or involved in these different yep. you know rallies that were going on and they're going hard for their community, you know. Yep. So that's what it's all about, man. Yeah. You know, nobody's gonna nobody's gonna have our back as much as we got our backs. So yeah. It's it's important for us to be there for each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I think the last part was that Frosty's hooks like you can keep your diamonds, you can keep your wealth. Me and my, my people, people just want to live, live well. well. It's like, yeah. ah, man, it's <laughs> fucking vibe, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like that's what that's what it is. You know that's what I'm talking about. Like the ultimate goal is not like I'm sure Frosty thinks the same. Like we're not trying to get rich off of it. If the song you know pops or whatever, that's cool. But mm-hmm. it's better for us that more people hear it because then they're like they're gonna feel it and they're gonna understand what what's being said is more important that they hear what we're trying to say mm-hmm. you know it's like fuck all that glamours and glitz you know like yeah we're just trying to we're just trying to put our people on yeah live live better mm-hmm. yeah and you mentioned it earlier too like someone said that it's a uh, sounded like a radio song right yeah and i feel like that's kind of <clears throat> big too because I, I, a lot of people do make music that's like conscious and yeah very uplifting and you know supposed to better the community but it just for whatever it doesn't really sound like something catchy yeah that you'd hear on the radio and people are really like stuck on that radio sound or just whatever's popular yep. and you got to kind of find that perfect blend you know like that poppy sound 
Yeah. But like the real lyrics, classic, yeah. you know? Yeah, she, cause the hook, you know, is is catchy. Mm-hmm. The hook is catchy. Like, it's it's hard to not to play that song, and then if you've heard it repeatedly, it's hard to not sing along with her. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, if you hear it enough to know the lyrics, that's cool. But the hook is like, that's just so catchy, bro. Like, yeah. You hear that shit repeatedly, you're just bound to sing along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sing it from her chest, you yeah. know. Like, yeah. You, just, you can hear the like the, t- the passion in her voice. Yep. Hundred percent. Exactly. So what else you got working coming out? Um, I just dropped a corrido, bro. Your corrido? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, but, um, what I did with it was, um, I kind of, like, did a blend of hip-hop and corridos. Mm-hmm. So, the hook is all Spanish. Um, the sound is corrido as fuck, but, um, I worked with Cricket Productions, and he's, uh, I don't know if you heard of Awkward. Mm-mm. They were, like, a, they were, like, a, like, a Chicano rap group, mm-hmm. and they did, like, uh, Spanish music, but their sound was, like, banda incorporated with hip-hop. Oh, okay. So, like, you would hear the tuba, you would hear a lot of, like, the trumpets and, like, the their um, their drum sounds, like, but he would, like, flip it and, like, make it sound like hip-hop. Like, I don't know, bro, it was just so fucking dope. Yeah. And um, they blew up off that shit, and then... Now he's kind of doing like the, the similar shit, but instead of banda sound, well, he still kind of does that, but he's incorporating a lot of like the newer corrido sounds. Oh, so okay. like twelve string guitars, um, still the tuba, you yeah. know, um, bajo loche, the bass, and all that shit. And then um, he's throwing like eight oh eights in there and doing like shit like that. So we put together a dope song, and um, I had the homie Kevin from he's from a group called uh, Kevin Saldana uh-huh. and um, he hopped on the hook and it sounds like so like like he he does already corrido music yeah so like it just sounds so like authentic so raw like corrido shit uh-huh. and then the first verse I actually did it in Spanish like oh, okay, but like okay. kind of singing you know not like singing singing but um, more like a corrido sound uh-huh. and then my second verse is, is in English okay. so like I kind of put like I mix the best of both worlds, you know? Okay. It sounds dope. You know, a lot of feedback has been dope as fuck. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy about that. You got range. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'm going to be shooting a video to that soon. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And then right now, I'm actually working on another video too, to some unreleased, an unreleased track. Okay. That I do with the boy, Darren. Okay. So I got that coming out. Um, I think basically what you guys are going to see from me, like... Um, more so like going on mm-hmm. is uh singles more singles okay. yeah yeah just so i can just so i feel like it gets the proper um appreciation attention yeah. and appreciation um so the song that i'm shooting a video for right now i was putting a, that on an album and in these times i'm gonna go on an album too okay but i was like nah like people need to hear this song and solely this song and just fucking push the fuck out of it yeah and Luckily, it's doing good. You know, it's doing better. Yeah. Because I feel like if I were to put it in an album, like, not a lot of people would have caught to it or gravitated right. towards it. Even though I would have still shot a video for it and I would have still pushed it the same way I am, you know? But mm-hmm. still, it's just, I feel like it's different. Yeah. When you do it like that. And, like, you could always put it still on another album in the future yeah. and kind of, like, that brings people into the album because they know that song already, <clears> you know? <throat> exactly. So it's kind of like... You know, a little prequel, I guess you yeah. could say. That's what I did with uh, I Could Never. Mm-hmm. My, 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 that was like one of my first, I guess, uh, you could say songs that kind of like got a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I did with that one. When I saw like the buzz it was getting, I was like, oh shit, like people are fucking with it. So I threw it on the album that I was going to drop. 
Yeah. Because then, yeah, exactly. Still gravitated more, more listeners. So I was like, cool. Mm -hmm. Right on. Now, I believe there was, during the screening for Bank for Change, the documentary by Farron Kid. Yeah. You guys got to do a performance with Mosaic on that stage. Was that song that you guys did together, was that one the one that made the documentary too? Yeah, that one's on the documentary. And then I have one mm-hmm. that I did with uh, Joe, his producer. Okay. Part of Joe. Yeah. yeah. So how did that feel to have like your own like song or something that you worked on like into like a movie or a documentary? That was crazy, bro. Yeah. That was that was stupid crazy because it's like it goes back to what I said earlier. You know, like um, the ultimate goal is getting people to really like listen to what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. So, like, it couldn't have been placed in a better spot mm-hmm. than than that you know because it's that's about community that's about bringing people together so obviously i know what the music that i'm making is working because it's like you know uh Farron picked that yeah to be in the in the in the in the soundtrack so again it's a it's a super dope feeling especially when he had that uh that screening recently at, at frida cinema mm-hmm. like i used to go there as a kid with my grandma bro yeah and like now it's like i'm going here and like fucking seeing Farron's shit and my music's there and yeah. it's like damn it's so dope mm-hmm. yeah, it's a dope feeling and that's one thing I really liked about the documentary too is you know Orange County still I feel like lesser known of you know it's like oh, a yeah. sub part of LA but the fact that he was able to create a, someone from Orange County and then also put a lot of Orange County artists on there yeah. a lot of the lyrics and like the long the song choice that he had were very like you know on par or on theme with the, the documentary itself yep. so it was just like well put together you know and I think this is something that we could be really, really good for the community you know oh yeah so no just doubt. keep growing as yeah. more and more you know <clears throat> people watch it yeah yeah and it'll, it'll shine more light over here for sure mm-hmm. you know it's almost like we're in the shadow so it's like yeah shit like this is what you know brings attention mm-hmm. yeah exactly so expect a what a little like fan base probably in minneapolis after <laughs> yeah. he goes out yeah. there huh yeah they hear the music uh, and yeah. stuff huh yep yeah that right. would be tight don't know that's there's more to Orange County than just Disneyland and shit. <laughs> For real, huh? And the beaches and all the blonde girls yeah. and shit over there on TV, huh? <laughs> yep. Yeah. So now that COVID, I don't want to say it's over because obviously there's still people, respectfully, you know, getting sick. There's still people getting hurt and, you know, passing from it. But yeah. obviously the restrictions have eased up a lot. Um, you know, vaccines have been rolling out and everything. It's just, it just seems like we're in a different time than when we first recorded. But yeah. I guess what has, has there been a big change for you and your everyday routine outside of music since the last time we recorded? Um, I want to say in my everyday routine, not really. Mm-hmm. Not really. Um, I guess just adding now the fact that you can go out to like bars yeah. and shit like that. Yeah. But other than that, nothing's really changed. Um, luckily, like, because I work with my dad mm-hmm. and we do like uh, construction and shit like that. Luckily, like that, that was like considered essential, mm-hmm. you know, because obviously people yeah especially during that time because it was like everybody was home yeah so something was fucking up at home and they were using shit more often so it's like shit was fucking up more right so especially in that time it's like they really needed people like us to go out there and do shit so Mm -hmm. shit never really stopped you know yeah i feel like it it just kept the ball rolling where i noticed it more was in the music now yeah yeah but in in terms of like my everyday life routine it kind of feels the same there you go yeah and I think that's the kind of the cool like transition, you know, like because we were so locked up for a while, but there's other people who were like you said essential yeah. that just kind of got to still they were in it, you know, they're in the mix, yeah. I guess you could say, and like 
I don't know. A lot of them, a lot of people came out okay too for me, you know. Yeah. And they Hell were yeah. able to still like stay afloat. Yeah. Say, you know. <laughs> no, but yeah, other than that, like obviously, like weekends, weekends were kind of boring. Yeah. Because it's like you couldn't go out and do nothing. Mm-hmm. It was just stay home. If you wanted to drink, get fucked up at home or whatever yeah. it was, you know. But now it's like you can go out to a bar. Yeah. You can go catch a drink. You know? Yeah. So I guess that shit is it's a, it plays a big difference too. Okay. Going to the movies, bro. I'm a big theater person. Are you? So okay. Yeah, but even now it's like you go to the movies and you gotta have your mask on and shit. It's like, man, mm-hmm. I understand it, but it's like I don't know. I don't. I'd rather just stay at home if I'm gonna do that. Watch yeah. a movie at home. You can still watch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, we did recently though, with um some homies. Yeah. We um, uh, fuck, what's the theater right here? It's like right here, Century. It's the Century. Century. Yeah. Yeah. We went there. And it was like it was like 150 bucks to rent the whole theater. There was oh, like oh shit, okay. Yeah, and there was like ten ten of us. Okay. You know, so like 15 bucks each. Yeah. And we had the whole theater to ourselves. That's nice. So you had to wear a mask or nothing, you know. Okay. And you guys cool. still get like food and stuff in there or no? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can still get snacks and all that shit. All right, cool. So it was pretty cool, man. I was like, eh, I wouldn't mind watching a movie like that, you know? Yeah. Especially as like people you know in there. Right. You know, Everyone you can trust. Being loud and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Throw shit at each other. <laughs> yeah. Just fucking around. So yeah. that was cool. That was cool. Okay. <clears throat> I think I miss movies too, especially like the those new theaters that put the reclining seats. Yeah. I was just really starting to get into those and yeah. like those were really comfy, you know? You could just like lean back a little <laughs> bit. You're just like, ooh, like there were, I'm pretty there was a few movies that were like boring because um you know, I would go with some friends and I didn't really want to see that movie, but I was just like, fuck, I'll just go for the time. And, you know, I'd fall asleep, but, because it was so comfy, you know? <laughs> not that I was, like, not into the movie, but it was just because it was, like, man. It was just so comfortable, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like almost every theater's starting to do that now, too, though. Yeah. yeah. It's like the new wave. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And selling alcohol, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the biggest thing, too, too, I miss is, like, the, the going to sports games. Oh, yeah. I've had a chance to go yeah. to a few baseball games this year already, and, like, that was something I missed from last year. Yeah. You know? just That's the, something I'm trying to do. Yeah. I've been wanting to go to a... I would always say, like, once I'm 21, I'll go to Angels game, have some beers and shit. Yeah. And I turned 21 during COVID, so it was like, I couldn't do shit. Right. <laughs> it's tough. But now, uh, I think we're trying to go to a game in, I think, June or July. I remember. Okay. We're trying to catch a game. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a good vibe. It's like, you know, you don't even have to be a big baseball fan, but it provides such a, a cool little ambiance. You know, yeah. it's not like, I feel like football, basketball is faster paced, so you kind of do want to pay attention more. Yeah. Baseball's a little bit more slow, so you can yeah. kind of just like chat, bullshit with your friends in, in between, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's what that's what we were saying. We're like, the homies were like, man, we're just, we're fucking, even if we don't sit, we'll go to the Budweiser patio at the Angel Stadium and just fucking drink. Yeah. And just watch the game and shit. Yeah, that's so, what a lot of people It's do. all about it. It's just a good time, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Now, speaking of, you know, doing stuff post COVID, are there any performances that you have lined up for the rest of this year? Um, dang. I actually have one next next weekend mm-hmm. up in Sacramento. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah. So I don't know if you're familiar with the Paige Brown issues. Mm-mm. Their Instagram. You should check them out. They do. Uh, they talk a lot about like um, uh, like they're like activists almost. Mm-hmm. You know, like social injustices and shit like that. They they bring up a uh, they raise um awareness, awareness to a lot of different situations, okay. and um, so they're based out of Sacramento, I believe. Okay. So. But they come down here a lot to do different things. Like, they had an event down here in Santa Ana one time, too, where um, when they were protesting for the vendors, mm, yeah, okay. they came down here to support. Uh, they came down here to support and, and um, the Day of Unity. 
Mm-hmm. They came down here for that. They came down here for that this year and last year. Nice. Okay. You know, so when it's things like that, they love to come out because it's like, that's what they're all about. Yeah. Community coming together. And um, so they want me to go out there and perform Cultura. Nice. Yeah. They okay. They go out there and perform Cultura. And um, I, they're doing like a, I believe it's like a lowrider event, Ooh. but with vendors and stuff. So it's it kind of similar cool. to that, the Day in Unity uh, last year too, right? They, they yeah. had like some lowriders yeah. and old cars, eh? Yeah, drive similar through. to that. Yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah, that's what we're going to do uh, this weekend up in Sacramento. Nice. It's like, I think that's my first show. Like, I don't know. Well, I had one in Ventura one time. But this is the furthest for sure that I'm going for a show. Mm-hmm. You know, cool little road trip out there. Yeah. I'm thinking of vlogging it too and throwing a vlog out on my YouTube because it's like, why not? Yeah, that'd be you fun. Know, some you people know? like to see that. Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah, little So... And it's like I'll a six, seven-hour car ride, so, I mean, it <laughs> passes the time by quicker if you're having fun with it. Yeah, you know, exactly. Doing a little car game or some shit, you know? Yeah. Have some, I don't know, a little Q&A section, or I don't know. Yeah, yeah I like that. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, so that's going to be dope for sure, you know? And, again, it's community things. Um, I'm not too familiar <clears throat> with the community out there, but, yeah, you know, they tell me that there's a lot of people that like that song, so yeah, it should be cool. And there's like really, I think Sacramento is cool because, so I, I got to live in Sacramento for two and a half years while I was in oh, school. Oh shit, okay. And it's it's a very, <clears throat> how would you say, like the, the, the fact that that Brown Issues page came from there, like that makes sense because there's a lot of like socially active people, politically active people. Because yeah. it's the state capital at the end of the day. Yeah. Right? So like the governor and all the, you know, people who are supposed to represent us, yeah. a lot of their offices are out there and they do meetings out there. So felt like every other day, you know, there was people protesting <laughs> something in the yeah. streets or in front of the Capitol building. Yeah. And so it's kind of cool, like, to be in that environment of, like, you know, very, like, conscious people, yeah. people who are also, like, down for the community. A good amount of Hispanics. I would say it's more, like, diverse up there because um, yeah. you do see a lot more, like, blacks. You see a lot more Asians, too, I feel like. But, you know, it's a cool community, you know. And definitely, they like, get down, I think, with, like, the movement. But for yeah. sure enjoy like cultura and like in these times and those songs you know yeah hell yeah yeah that's one thing i've noticed from going up there um in terms of like at least our people like my culture like mm-hmm. the hispanic community i feel like they're way more cultured than we are mm. you know mm-hmm. like um i don't know i don't know how to explain it like i feel like they're more about about the people up there yeah like they respect the culture more you know not to say that we don't cause yeah down here there's a lot of areas where we do mm-hmm. i mean look at santa Ana. just drive through santa Ana. there's so much culture but um like it's more respected up there yeah but i think it's also for the simple fact that they're more diverse yeah <clears throat> and i think so i think it's appreciated more i guess yeah i think they have a greater sense of community too I don't know what for what reason like historically I'm sure there's a lot of different factors into it yeah but I think like you know like here in Orange County like you're right like if you meet people from like Santa Ana or just other pockets of Orange County yeah you know they're very like about unity community but then there's a lot of people too if you could branch outside of that more South County more yeah. like Irvine's you know they're more yeah. about themselves and kind of like yeah narrow-minded I guess you could say yeah. a little bit closed-minded and so they're not as open to a lot of stuff like that where Sacramento I just feel like the a lot of that area it's yeah. a bigger you know it's a people forget it's a big city too i mean it's yeah. not as big as la or san francisco but it's i think it's like the fifth biggest city in the the state so oh shit okay. so there's a good there's a good chunk of people in there you know and yeah. they deal with the same problems like every big city deals with with a lot of homelessness or a lot of you know people like you know 
I don't know, just like not being able to afford things. So it's crazy, <laughs> but you know, it just I feel like it's a very active city, but a very like they're down for each other, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 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 what I you know I was kind of talking about because mm-hmm. it's like over here, obviously we got areas like that mm-hmm. where we're just so tight and you know want to come together, but then there's so many more areas where it's like they don't give a fuck about that shit, you know? Yeah. And over there, I felt like I haven't gone. I mean, I've been to Sacramento maybe twice. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And it was like um, just like kind of drive by type of thing. Yeah. But still, kind of going through the city. My my grandparents, my grandpa used to have like a tortilla route out there. Oh so yeah. He, he lived out there for a minute, so I used to go up north with them a lot. You know, okay. when I was a kid. Yeah. But they lived in Sacram. No, they lived in uh, sorry, they lived in Richmond. Oh okay, yeah. They lived in Richmond, which is like Oakland area. You know, East Bay, pretty yeah. fucking ghetto. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. And um, <laughs> even there, you know, like mm-hmm. you just see people come together more than than I've seen it here. Yeah. And um and we would go to Sacramento here and there and yeah, you just see the culture man. Mm-hmm. It's it's dope. It's definitely dope. I don't know why, but like I definitely feel like the people are a little nicer up there. I think sometimes in LA and the sub surrounding areas, surrounding areas, there's just so many people that you it kinda breeds people to be a little like a little cranky, you know? Like yeah. is we're just like a little crowded too much. We're <laughs> up <dance>. there <laughs> I feel like they're, I mean, I'm sure there's still parts that are crowded in San Francisco and, like, Oakland. Oh, yeah. But at least, like, Richmond and Sacramento, like, they're not super crowded compared yeah. to how we live, you know? Yeah, definitely. So, just, I don't know, maybe they're, because they have traffic, but it's not as bad as what it is over oh, here, no. you know? I don't think anything beats LA traffic. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's, like, the worst traffic in the world, yeah, bro. Man. And they don't really have public transport to help with that exactly yeah over there in san francisco they do have a lot of that shit yeah they got trolleys subways all this shit mm-hmm. the bar system like takes you anywhere you know yeah san jose to san francisco to oakland so that's crazy they just la's got to stay up on some stuff yeah <laughs> yeah we gotta catch up <laughs> do you have any uh dream destinations of where you'd like to perform at not just this year but anywhere in general man definitely new york yeah just cause I know that's like the mecca for hip hop you know yeah. so it's like I'm trying to go out there yeah. and do something especially like the Bronx somewhere in the Brooklyn you know yeah yeah that would be dope yeah that would be dope but if we're talking about like different like arenas or something obviously to me I would love to one day like sell out the Honda Center bro yeah just cause it's like this is where I grew up you know like mm-hmm. Orange County that's like an arena known in Orange County so mm-hmm. it's like why wouldn't I want to yeah but, right down the street you know yeah exactly yeah. Have you performed at like the observatory and other places? Yeah, venues around here. I've done the observatory. Um, I did the observatory, but I think my biggest was the block party. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was, but I mean that was not really like a event. It was on Flower. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was on Flower and Civic Center. That was tight. That was tight. Yeah, but fuck. And then I want to go to Japan too. Oh okay. Just because I know like the the Chicano culture is like heavy out there. Yeah. Real heavy. I actually have an aunt that lives out there. Cause um so okay, so I was talking about my grandparents living in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. She w- she lived in San Francisco too because she went to uh San Francisco School of Arts okay. for photography. Yeah. And um she met a Japanese guy mm. and <laughs> now he's like a very he's a pretty successful photographer out there. Okay. In, in Japan. But they lived here for a long time and then when he was like when he moved out there, she moved out there with him. Nice. Yeah. And um, so she lives out there and all, and yeah, I, I just know that the culture out there is like heavy. Mm-hmm. Like, they love low riders, they love shit like that. Yeah, so, I would love to go out there and perform. I think that's cool too, because sometimes I always felt like 
like lowriders of hip hop was such like a LA thing. But then yeah. you realize like as it you know as you grow older and you see different videos, especially with social media too, you see people like doing this stuff and down south or yeah. in different countries and you're like damn yeah <laughs> That's it's crazy hard. um maybe it is like kind of where it originated you know yeah LA probably made that made it popular yeah i guess you could say but there's a lot more people that appreciate it still mm-hmm. you know just like um like hip-hop yeah like um i wouldn't think that like boom bap hip-hop was still like popular in germany Right and shit like that. Like I've been hearing that. Like oh, just, like if you go to Germany and perform the shit that I like to spit, it's like they'll fucking go crazy for you. Over yeah. There. I'm like what? Like damn, for <laughs> real? Um, I don't know if you heard of um, oh, what's his name? Zinaloa. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of him. Yeah. He was putting me on game. He's like yeah, cause like, he's gone to Europe and shit. Okay. He was putting me on, telling me like oh, they love hip hop out there. Like, nice. Like boom bap style hip hop. Like they still love that shit. I was like damn, that's crazy. Yeah. So it's it's crazy to see you know like. Like, even the way I've seen, like, pictures of the j- Japanese culture out there, like, of the lowrider community and shit. Like, Damn. they dress how, like, L.A. used to dress in the 90s. Really? Type of thing. So, it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy that they still gravitate towards that. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty hard. It's cool. Going back to the other countries thing, too. I remember when Schoolboy, like, before he got big, big, I want to say this was, like, after Oxymoron. Okay. Um, a lot of his, <clears throat> you know, I used to be, like, paying attention to their tours he had like a big part of his tour and all in like Europe. Yeah. Like he was in different parts of the UK, different parts of France, different parts of Germany. And I was like, damn, like they fuck with him that much out there to where, you know, he had like 30 shows over there. And I was damn. just like, fuck, you know? Yeah. I, I hear that's like one of the best places to tour out there. Cause like they fuck, like they fuck with all that. And there's so many little cities, you know, mm-hmm. I heard that. And I heard Texas too. Texas, Texas is a good one to go yeah. touring. Texas is so big though, man. It's crazy. Yeah. Like driving from one big city to another is like <laughs> an hour and a half away, but there's nothing. It's pretty flat. Yeah. It's kind of it's crazy. It's a trip. I haven't been out there, but from what I've heard, I've had a few family members that go out there and they say the same thing. Okay, right on. Yeah. Now, one thing I wanted to ask you too during this interview was on your social media, you post a lot of like the bike clubs that you got. You get the bike rides that you guys. Go oh on. yeah. How did uh you get into that? So the homies that kind of like started it, yeah. Um, one of them is DJ Omar God. He's a DJ for Curious, mm-hmm. and um, I just seen him posting it one time, and I was like, man, that's just that seems seems pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And this was I I think I went like last October was mm-hmm. the first time I went, and it, it ties back to the whole COVID thing. Like I hadn't done like shit mm. throughout that whole time because it's like you couldn't really do anything. So this was cool. This was something new. I was like, okay, cool. This is like something I can add to my routine now. It was like, it's a Mondays thing. Yeah. So we pulled up out there one time and bro, it was like so cool. Like I fell in love with the whole scene. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy to see how like passionate people are about like the bikes and all that. Like I was like, damn, like I didn't know there was a whole community for this. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. And um, yeah, I've been going ever since, but that's how it was for me. Shout out to Omar God. He, okay. He put me on. That's something I've seen in LA a few times um, when like different friends have birthdays out there and we go out and celebrate okay. and usually stay the night over there. But like, yeah, like coming back like at 1 a.m., you'll see like the whole street, like just a bunch of bikers. Yeah. They got like the, the nice lights on their tires and stuff, but it looks like a, you know, a club. Yeah. But it's just all like cyclists, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of dope. Yeah. I, I don't know. If I would. I don't know if this is like a club or mm-hmm. <clears throat> just meet up. what it is, but. <laughs> I mean, they, they go by SoCal Clunkers, you know? Okay. So, to me, it's like, if they got a name and they're, like, <laughs> established, like, it's a club, you know? Yeah. We're part of a club. 
So it's cool. It's every Monday. You should come out sometime, bro. Okay. It's I'm dope down. as fuck. Where do you guys usually ride through? Santa Ana. Yeah? Yeah. Same time each or same places each time? Um, not so they'll like we'll go through similar areas, you yeah, know, sometimes, but for the most part they try to make the route different. Okay. Every time. They used to well, I don't want to say they used to because, you know, it's maybe might happen again, but there's times we've gone to Irvine and like mm. one time we ended up in Newport. Bro, that yeah. was that was bad. Yeah, <laughs> I was fucking tired as fuck. <laughs> Big ass hills and shit going to Newport. Oh, like, damn, shit. it was all bad. It was fun though. Yeah, it was fun. Overall, it was fun. Um, but yeah, we they usually like do anywhere from like sixteen to eighteen miles. Okay. Yeah. Damn. Okay. But it's crazy though. You don't even feel it, bro. Yeah. Like you're just having a good time. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, you end up if you're in the back of the group, you might hear like corridos. You end up in the middle, you're gonna hear like some funk. You're up top, you hear some hip hop. Yeah. You hear some oldies. Like, you just you hear all types of different music, different nice. people. You know, so it's cool. It's cool. Okay. Monday nights, you said. Yeah, Monday nights. I have to check it out during the summer, yeah. man. Yeah. Hell summer yeah. rides. Hell yeah, bro. It's crazy. Do you have any other plans this summer, whether it's musically or just personally? Um, uh, I, I just want to get the ball rolling on the on the singles. Mm-hmm. And then I, I kind of want to do more corridos. Okay. I kind of want to tap into that scene more. Yeah. You know, just to test the waters yeah. a little bit and see what's going on with that. Um, other than that. I feel like it's just music, man. Music's like my main focus for everything. Yeah. So it's like, that's that's kind of what I want to work on the most. Um, I was trying to, I was hoping to get a lot of shit done before the summer. Just because I wanted to drop it before summer. So that like, I feel like when you drop it before summer and it creates a little bit of buzz. I don't know. I feel like summer kind of catches it. Yeah. Catches it more. It goes into summer strong. Yeah. Rather than yeah. trying to catch the yeah. Exactly. Um, so that's what I was trying to do. I do still have a lot of shit. I probably have like four unreleased tracks right now, mm-hmm. and then um, I got one that I got in contact with um, Immortal Technique. So oh, okay. Shout out to Brown Issues because they they kind of like put me on too, you know. Yeah. Um, with him, and then um, well they kind of like um, shine light about me to him, mm-hmm. and then I got in contact with him, um, and I've been in contact with him, so I got a song that I'm doing with him. Hey, okay. Yeah, so it's kind of. It's like the balls in his court type of thing, mm-hmm. you know. So just kind of waiting for that. Nice. Yeah. So that's probably another big focus that I'm trying to do this summer is, is features. Okay. Um, the homie Gremlin raps. I don't know if you heard about him. Yeah. Yeah. He's I'm, the one who does the um, the Uber videos, yeah, right? He does on like the IG uh, Uber who raps and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. I always like those, yeah. man. Sometimes yeah, it's dope, man. Yeah. It's a it's a creative idea, and especially like, yeah. you know. Um, I don't really watch a whole lot of TV, but I know there's like those comedians that do that, right? It's like comedian sits in, it's like comedian interviewing another comedian in the car, <laughs> yeah. And they they just they just drive and he just talks to them, you know. Yeah. So I know a lot of people like dig that kind of like in the car, yeah, type of vibe. No, yeah, he definitely mm-hmm. he, he got a he created a dope concept there for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm I'm gonna be doing something with him. Okay. Yeah. So that's one thing too. I gotta I want to get more features, mm-hmm. you know, especially with people who. Who are bigger names or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. but it's just I'm I'm pretty picky when it comes to features. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. have you tr- have you turned down like features before? Um. Yeah, but not with like people who are like uh, like more well known or nothing like that. Oh, okay, you know? okay. Like, there's been a times where it's like I'll hear it and I'm like, 
man, I don't know. Yeah. Like, and sometimes it's not even because they're not they're not dope, but it's like our styles are completely different. Mm. You know, like I don't I wouldn't see how I could hop onto his track, and I wouldn't see how that person could hop onto mine. You know. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. That has to fit. You know. Yeah. Because yeah, that's one thing I always say too. You know, like I don't feel like. I don't like to knock anybody's music because it's like everybody's got different stilos mm -hmm. and there's going to be people who like that and there's going to be people, people who don't, you know, and that's just with everything. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's like, I wouldn't like to say like, oh, it sounds bad, mm -hmm. but it's like, it's just, that's not what's going to fit with me. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. You got to know your sound and know what other artists too you might like sound yeah. good with because if you just do it for anybody and... I don't know, it becomes diluted too, you know? Because yeah. people will look to you and be like, oh, like, what? Like, this didn't sound like him, you know? Yeah. Different lane. It's like how I was explaining with Frosty right there. Yeah. Like, I could have reached out to anybody who I know has a voice and can sing, mm -hmm. you know? But the thing about Frosty is she can sing, and she's got a dope voice, and she can also spit. Yeah. You know, and the, the song is like, it's like a very hip-hop song. Yeah. So who better to understand it than someone who can sing and spit because she loves hip-hop yeah know? so that's that's kind of tying back to that that's how i get picky with mm -hmm. who i work with and all that there you go yeah shit man good shit before we wrap things up i do like to ask these fun introspective questions and since you've been on the show before i do have some different questions if i do ask something similar just let me know and i i can i have another one but okay. um yeah so the first question if you could be reincarnated to any animal, what would it be? An eagle. An eagle? For sure, an eagle. Yeah. The yeah. bald eagle? Bald eagle. Okay, right on. Hell yeah. <laughs> if you could <clears throat> visit any time period in history, what would you want to go visit? Oh, man. Probably... Probably the Tenochtitlan days. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just oh, to yeah. see how the Aztec Empire was running. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like at its peak, you know? Yeah. Prime. I, yeah. yeah. I know because like in the history books, we learned a lot about the Roman Empire yeah. and Egypt, Greece too. And I feel like the Asian dynasties, but yeah, never really kind of highlighted the Aztecs and what they were like during their peak, you know? Yeah, during exactly. Kind of see how that shit went down with uh, the Spanish invasion and everything, you know? Yeah. When they first Definitely got there. Definitely want to see that. Yeah. And just see like the the city you know mm -hmm. like there in Tenochtitlan it was it was so crazy how they chose the spot mm -hmm. obviously I don't know if you're familiar with the history but it's like the serpent the, right yeah the eagle they seen the the eagle with the serpent yeah and the area was just so like unique mm -hmm. you know they're like they were on like water almost like mm -hmm. surrounded by water so like it was easier for them to get water sources and shit like that like it was almost just so perfect yeah and just to you know the the way history says it that like the god told them like that's what they were gonna see and yeah. that's where they should stop for them they went like fuck I, f I forget how much i think it's like 20 i don't know if it was 200 years mm. but for them to have traveled so long until yeah. they found that and it just happened to be like a really dope spot yeah like, that's just crazy because i think it was originally a lake right yeah it and was a lake they built like those uh 
roads or irrigation for like on yeah. top of the lake and on top of the lake yeah, yeah like but they just and now it's the city on top yeah but that's tight you know like yeah. that, they fucking did that shit back then too before like you know the big tractors we have now and <laughs> all the different equipment that we have so without yeah. technology they're ahead of the game you exactly know? so i would love to go back and just see that mm-hmm. see all that going on okay right on if you weren't doing music what else do you think you'd be doing man I feel like I would have, at this point, I would have done something like what you're doing right now. Okay, Like podcast. a podcast. Yeah. Just because I love music that much. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have probably done, like, doing similar things. Yeah. And interviewing artists. Okay. Um, maybe doing, like, a, like a blog. Like yeah. Like a pop blog. Shit like That'd that. That'd be cool, huh? Like, yeah. reviewing music and stuff? Yeah. Because I've thought about it. I've, I've like, man, like, I've, I, I sometimes want to start, like, my own podcast. But then I feel like that kind of, like, takes away from being an artist. Mm, and, mm-hmm. you know, like, I don't want people to Americanize me or, or start following me because of the podcast. Even though, like, it's cool to have both lanes, you know. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm I'm just so focused on the music that it's, like, it would take away from that, you know. Yeah. yeah. And I know, like, someone like Joe Budden, like, a lot of people are familiar with his podcast. Yeah. But he used to make music, you know. Yeah. And so, like, you can always do it, like, later. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm, like. Yeah. Because, you know? like, especially Budden, because he, he was in the industry and. You know, he was, I don't want to say he was ever, like, big, big, but, like, he was known enough to where, like, he has certain connections, and I'm sure he has certain stories to tell. Oh, yeah. And that's why his podcast is, you know, what it is today. He's got a lot of stories. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that guy's always into something. That guy's always into something. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> if you had to have a last meal on Earth, what would it be? Dang. I don't know. It'd probably be, like, a really, really nice steak. Okay. Yeah. All right. Like, some really good steak. Alright. With like some good sides. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alright, last two questions. Uh what are three things that you absolutely cannot live without? Music. Sports and girls. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Music sports and girls. Hey, you know what? I think yeah, we have a lot in common right there. <laughs> Alright, cool. And then what was something that you the 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 2020, the year 2020, the pandemic, the coronavirus, everything was something that it taught you. Uh, I think it taught me to appreciate the little things, man. Mm-hmm. Appreciate the little things more because um, appreciate the little things outside of home and appreciate the little things at home, you know, because family was getting sick. Um, thankfully, I didn't lose no family members, mm-hmm. but family friends, you know, we lost some family friends. So it's like I was able to appreciate what I have at home more than than just being focused on going out and and focused on like just doing other shit you know mm-hmm. i was able to appreciate what i had at home more yeah so that's probably the biggest thing right there well said i think a lot of people learn that too this yeah. year right on well before you go be sure to let people know where they can find your music social media youtube etc yeah you can find me on instagram at uh tony um, you can find the music everywhere, streaming on all platforms. Uh, check out the latest Corrido La Araña, you know. Um, stream uh, In These Times featuring Frosty. Check out the music video on YouTube. Shout mm-hmm. out my boy Sigmate who shot that. And yeah, go check all that out. All right, well, thank you again for having uh, coming on. you, man. Yeah, any yeah, final yeah, words? Uh, just everybody out there who, who wants to do something, you know, do your thing. You know, look at shout out Noah doing his podcast. <laughs> me with the music, it's like you know nothing can stop you pretty much except for yourself. So mm-hmm. just go out there and do the damn thing. Put your mind, yeah, yeah. mindset. 
For sure. Thank you again. Thank you, bro. Everyone have a wonderful day. Boom. That's going to wrap it up for another episode of the My Mike and I podcast. I am Noah Alvarez. Thanking you once again for tuning in to another episode of the show. If you really enjoyed this conversation with Doughboy Tony, be sure to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you're not on Apple Podcasts, just be sure to like, subscribe, and follow the podcast homepage on whatever platform you're listening on. I greatly, 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 greatly appreciate it up in advance. Be sure to check out the My Mike and I Instagram page at my period Mike and period I. Also, be sure to check out True 100 Radio on Instagram, on Twitter, and the website at tru100radio.com. And check out some of their podcasts, man. Charted to the Game, The Morning Routine, You're Doing Fine Miha, all kinds of shows up on there. So be sure to go check it out at tru100radio.com. And as I always say, at the end of every show, make sure you chase dreams, not checks. Never stop seeking knowledge. Continue to chase your passions. And I hope you guys are continuing to battle whatever obstacle you may be facing. Any of the adversity or struggles that you're dealing with in your life right now. I just grant you the strength and courage to continue to keep going. Keep your head up. Things will get better. Now, I am recording this on Memorial Day. So, hope you guys are having a wonderful three-day weekend. If you had a three-day weekend, not everyone has that three-day weekend off. But yeah, I hope you guys are having a wonderful weekend. We're getting into June. That means we're almost halfway done with the year. So no time to hesitate, no time to procrastinate on some getting some goals done or whatever you had set in mind for the year. You know, if you have some travel plans, you have some work plans, you have some, doesn't matter, friendship plans, whatever you wanted to do. Don't put it off for too long because we're almost halfway through the year. And the next thing you know, it'll be gone like that. So, again, I'm Noah Alvarez, wishing you the best for this first week of June and beyond. And I hope you guys enjoyed another episode of the My Mike and I podcast. I'm signing off. 